I don't really want to talk about it, Joel. Okay, what do you want to talk about then? You know, I'd like to talk about some movies. Let's talk about some movies. Let's do it. Okay. Jake, why didn't get us... Where'd Jake go? Jake. He vanished. Oh, no. Maybe he became a force ghost. Oh, yep. Yeah. How fitting that you say that, because we're going to talk about force ghosts on today's Bacon Bit. Bacon Bit! Yeah, there we go. I kind of missed that. Yeah. Uh, We are going to talk about two movies today, two of the most anticipated movies of the year. (laughs) In fact, one of them was our least, the number one most least anticipated end of the year show. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And And the the other other one we didn't really talk about (laughs) because we can't talk about because we'll get in trouble. So we're going to skip over one movie entirely. We just we just use that for SEO. (laughs) And that being Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Episode nine. No, we have to talk about that. But just so you know, uh, we're going to be doing spoiler free here at the beginning of the bacon bit. So you even if you haven't seen the movies, you can listen to the first half and we will make a clear line when we are going to talk about spoilers. So we're going to do Star Wars. And Cats, spoiler free review first. Yeah. And then we'll get into Cats and Star Wars, spoiler full review. Yes, because we know it's a big weekend. We know everyone will be seeing this once or twice with their family. Uh-huh. And so we don't want to ruin anything for you unless you want to be ruined. And then, yeah, enjoy. Exactly. Now, Kent. Yeah. I want to bring this up. Okay. We saw both of these today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So we had, <laughs> Ken had two screenings he invited me to. And yeah. so he we went and saw Rights of Skywalker first. Took a break, had some dinner, and went right back into Cats. The weirdest double feature. It was very weird, although exact same audience both times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, we got some good food in between. I mean, that was a highlight. That was, yeah, we went to Lucky 13, got yeah. a peanut butter burger. That was pretty tasty. Right. But, and Kent got some cat ears for the screening of Cats, which is pretty enjoyable. But let's talk about each individual experience. Before we talk about the movies? Well, I mean, as we talk about the okay, movies. Okay, sure. Because that's not a spoiler to say the things no. about the experience of going in there. Yeah. But Rise of Skywalker was interesting because I tried my best, Kent, to go into it with an open mind. Because as you know, I wasn't a fan of The Last Jedi. Right. But I was the lone defender in Bacon Sale of The Force Awakens. Yes. So... That's how I went into it. I would like to hear your mentality of where, where you came well, from. Well, your mind was completely open because you didn't really know anything about new characters, for example. I avoided most... motivations. Yeah, I avoided most spoilers. Um, really, most of the stuff I knew was just kind of memes that would happen. Yes. But even then, I didn't know any of the story. I didn't know anything. You, you didn't know, know when Baby Yoda would show up at some point, <laughs> no, right? I didn't know Sorry, idea. that is not a spoiler. Please don't get mad. <laughs> no, but you, on the other hand, you dug in. I dug right in because my apathy for this franchise is strong. Great. Now the apathy now is strong. Now they're going to turn it off again. No, I just, it's, it's not that I'm a crazy fan either way. I just go, oh, hey, they're movies. They're entertaining movies. And that's about it. I was a little, eh, about a little. I didn't like Last Jedi because characters and they're, they they're just ruined a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And there were some really silly things in there that I felt, if I was a huge fan, would offend me. But this is not my franchise. Well, And so I, I feel a little on the sidelines here going, guys, guys, you geeks, quit ruining each other. Quit hating each other. Because I've been there with comic books so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, but so I read every, I read every spoiler. So you knew I could. Based, did you? Okay, now what percentage of what you read ended up happening? Like, were you surprised by anything? Uh, one thing, maybe. ninety-two uh, percent was accurate. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Uh, by the way, I looked in fact, the, the spoilers actually gave more information, which I think things were cut for oh. the story. You can almost notice where things were cut. And so it gave too much. Okay. Anyways, what, were your, what what did you notice? I just went back and looked. I gave the Force Awakens four stars. 
Wow. And I gave Last Jedi two stars. So to all it's a y'all, big drop. to all y'all who are sitting out there saying that I've hated on Star Wars, no, not true. The Last Jedi is the low point. Would you say The Last Jedi ruined or hurt Force Awakens in any way? Yes. Being part of it retroactively, trilogy? probably I'd, I'd bump it down because I thought Force Awakens was going somewhere. Yes. And then it went nowhere. Okay. So not knowing anything. Yes. And not liking uh, what happened in The Last Jedi. Right. How did things go for you here? Now, I wish I could say that this movie totally redeemed the Star Wars sequel franchise. Uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy, I mm-hmm. should say. It didn't. I'll, I'll say right now, it didn't. It didn't. Because it, it is J.J. Abrams returning to the director's J.J. Abrams coming back from The Force Awakens. Uh, should we re- I was going to say, should we read the synopsis of Might Rise as of well. Skywalker? All right. Let me go to IMDb here. Or do you already have it up? Yes, it's the surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. Again. So that's it. The yeah. final chapter of the Skywalker saga. Again. Again. So this movie was not as bad as The Last Jedi. No, heavens no. I felt like the first, The Force Awakens was like, oh man, love seeing these characters again. Oh, I didn't really like what they did there. I didn't like they killed off that character. The Last Jedi was like, what are they doing? This felt like, I guess what I'm saying is that if there's a, if someone makes a huge mess, like say someone just comes in your house and just splatters spaghetti sauce all over the walls and all over the floor and then tells you that you have to deal with it. And if you hate it, then you're a troll. <laughs> sure. Then you then you have someone come in and try and clean it up. Yeah. It, it doesn't ever quite look the same. There's still going to be a little pink on the walls even after you clean up all the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. I, that's a great analogy. That's how I feel. Like I was watching this going, this could have been so much better had they not dived so deep in uh in, in that second Jedi. one sure because then they were trying to clean things up and i'm like look you didn't have to clean that up and some things they didn't even address some things they kind of passed by some things they could they actually straight out said we're not doing that many people have said this was jj abrams kind of middle finger to to ryan johnson what he did to the franchise i could see parts when that would be true yeah uh but I kept waiting for this movie to grab hold of me like something like you captivate know me. you you know me I get emotional very easily in yeah. movies. I get pulled into things. So you weren't waiting for action. You were waiting for emotional scenes or I was, both, like the big money shots? No, I was waiting for an emotional connection, either okay. in the humor, either in the, the happiness, either in the sadness, like something to grab a hold of me. It never did. It never caught a hold of me. There was not a single scene in here where I was like, I'm getting pulled in this. I didn't like, uh, I shouldn't say didn't like, their tribute to Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. felt kind of sloppy to me as this was meant to be a movie about princess leia right or general organa at this point but mm-hmm. obviously she passed away in real life so they kind of yes. had to say we got some footage from the first movie we're gonna use that and then move on yes which whatever yeah uh but i felt like they were they were really trying to make things right i almost liked this movie kent this is two and a half stars for me Almost. It was almost a three-star movie, but certain things just kept me from doing it. Because I was like, if no. it had bigger moments, would they, it have they been tried a to stars? go big? No, the thing is, they tried to go big. the The problem is, they once again they they fall into the trap of we're going to go for cool lines and cool visuals to heck with story. Yeah, we don't we don't need to have character development. We just need to have really cool fight scenes. And yes. I'm like, I, I wanted something, and it just kind of went flat. So yeah. I, to me, this was a flat movie. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't great. This, because of the rise of Skywalker, 
I'm basically just kind of disowning the sequel franchise as a failed experiment. Right. So that's where I'm at. But did you did you feel the J.J. Abrams magic within? I felt him trying. Like I said, he's trying to start the motor. It's yeah. Never quite turning over. Okay. They couldn't get there. Yeah, because there's so much happening in this movie. Well, so much that you're distracted by anything bad happening. Well, and I'll, I'll get this. I'll get to this in the spoiler okay. full section. But you're exactly right. There's so much happening, and it's like a frantic person was telling you the story. Yes. Like okay. It's like, and this is where I'll continue. Please. I feel like J.J. Abrams said, "You know what? I do not care about Ryan Johnson's movie. He basically we- wasted a second act. Yeah. What could have been a grand conclusion? So he told his second movie anyways, and then he told his third. There's so much happening that." Scenes for the first 45 minutes to an hour, like you said, are frantic. It's yeah. like, this happens. They say this. And now we're going here. And then this happens. Exactly. And then they find this. And then they show up. Exactly. And you're going, oh, slow down. I have no emotional involvement here whatsoever. The stakes felt very low yes. because they didn't give you enough time to worry about it. Exactly. It was like, here's a problem. It's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And I right. was like, what? What? But it fixed so many of the issues of The Last Jedi. A, being you actually get the three main characters together for the most part you at least get poe and finn together careful i'll I'll just stay there dancing on spoiler territory there buddy they were all kind of separate in the last one and it was a worse movie for it whereas this one you get to see the group you get to see the camaraderie unless it's heavier at times avatar (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah and also this one succeeded where force awakens started something good was you get to see daisy ridley really enjoy her role as ray and I feel like this is her best performance as Ray. Does the story take her to some pretty stupid places? Absolutely. Okay. But at least she looks like she's enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like she is really sinking herself into the role. I could see that because she was trying. She was yes. trying very much. On the other hand, Adam Driver, awful. <laughs> yes. Absolutely terrible. Kind of slept walk through the role, didn't he? Yeah, what was that? I think he was like, you know what? Marriage Story is going to get me an Academy Award nomination. This is going to pay my paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. Like it seemed like he did not care whatsoever. Yeah. Not going to mention any other characters because this whole movie, well, this whole movie, there are many parts that are Easter eggs to bring in fans of, you know, prequels they flirt with, but at least the original, the original feelings and sentiment of the original trilogy. They're trying. And yes. once again, I have to say this, J.J. Abrams fell into the trap of repeating old parts of the original series, like where it was like, oh, this is exactly like this other movie. Well, all right, but that was the error in The Force Awakens, though. Right. And I was okay with that error. <laughs> but in here, it because felt like it, it was set like, something up. It rhymed. Yeah. As Star Wars needs to. A little chiasmus thing going on there. I feel like the search for the MacGuffins, and that's all I'll say there, yeah. was not rhyming. No. It was just kind of a video game-esque, you know, go on an adventure here and that sort of thing. Well. Until the end. And then it became, except once again, J.J. Abrams doing remind, his thing. I, I just want to say that it is it is exactly a copy, though, of stuff that happened in The Force Awakens. It was yeah. like he had the same basic idea, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, we it's can't true. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't really get into it. I like how vague we have to be, but we, we want be. people to listen. Yeah. Now, this was a totally failed experiment. Okay, totally failed. Yeah, totally failed. This movie is not a disaster. Uh, so knowing everything that was going to happen helped me in this movie. Okay. Truly, because... Then I understood that what the pacing was going to be like, that it was going to have very little story other than just adventures Mm -hmm. and then getting to kind of a bombastic climax that was really haphazard. Like the whole movie was haphazardly put together. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the the leaks were true and they really kind of had four different cuts and they said this one works the 
best. It's not a bad movie because the execution is better than the story itself, mm-hmm. but it's a pointless movie. Entirely pointless. It just it, 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 it wrapped up the, it wrapped up Ray and uh, Kylo Ren's story. Yeah. And that's the only reason for it. Who we didn't really care about, to be honest. No. It was like, we got these characters and we're like, oh, we're supposed to care about them? Uh, and then yeah. they're gone and they're like, ah. Oh. So I don't look at this movie with anger. It's it's a C minus for me. Okay. So it's below average. Yeah. Where'd you, where would you put where'd you put Force Awakens? Uh, Force Awakens was, in retrospect, I like it a little more. It's probably Last a C Jedi? plus. So Last Jedi was a D or D minus. Okay. And so then we're this one the is C minus. Yeah. Yeah. Force Awakens is easily the best because... It still sets up a good story, even though it's the same story we've seen. And this one does its best to answer all those plot holes that the whole series has had. Because J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams really needed to do his homework and, for lack of a better term, force something to work. <laughs> I see what you did And there. that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So this is a below average movie. Not a disaster, just pointless for me. Can I ask you if you think it will change the mind of either those who are strongly for or strongly against The Last Jedi? Uh, I know who you're talking about. And no, they will love this movie. They will love all the big battle scenes, all the lightsaber fights and everything like that. Do you think they'll get emotional? Because I felt like, this is just me. Okay. I felt like the crowd, maybe it was just because we were off to the side uh, in these really comfortable chairs. Yeah. Uh, But I was off to the side, but I didn't hear the crowd reacting like I did on the other movies. Absolutely not. It felt like everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that was kind of the, the attitude, I would say. Okay. But yeah, even some of the bigger scenes, the, the weightier scenes, which I feel no one really cared, but people that really like The Last Jedi may not like this one as much. Okay. Because it doesn't take as many risks. It doesn't. It goes back to the safe zone. Right. Highway to the safe zone. <laughs> so yeah. So there's our spoiler That's free. That's it for Star so Wars Rise of Skywalker. You give it a C, C minus. minus. I'm giving it uh, two stars, 2.5 stars, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, we're, you know, uh, so we're about we're being a little toned down because, you know, we might get inflammatory, maybe in the spoilerful section. Maybe. We'll but see. for now, let's talk about Cats, baby. Oh, mercy. So, okay. Okay, let's talk about Cats. Cats was an interesting experience. Ken, Ken got some cat ears on the way in, which we thought was hilarious that they gave the him cat ears, the the people running the, the I'm putting screening. them on right now. They look very nice. They're blue sequined cat Yeah, ears. do you like that? But then we get in there, and I have never seen the musical Cats. Neither have I. Uh, Were I, you familiar with the music, though? So I thought I was more familiar with the music. Yeah. But I only knew... I, I knew... I didn't know more songs than I knew. So, like, the song come on, I'm like, I don't know this one. Well, I mean, you really know. You know Memory. I know you Memory. Mr. Mistopheles. I know Jellicle Cats. And that was basically it. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden they start throwing in all these other musical numbers. I'm like, is this in the is this in the play? I don't remember. But it probably is because it feels very dated. You think so? The music felt so dated to me. I'm like, can we get an update on this one at all? I don't think so. Well, especially the music was like synthesizer. I'm like, they couldn't like it was like yes. And I'm like, you can't. And then Mario came and punched a block. Yes, exactly. Yes. But I'm like, you couldn't like put a horn in there instead of a synthesizer. But I guess maybe that's what people want. And it was a lot of scatting and just like rhythm and talk singing as well. Yes. Yes. Right. Now, cats. If you haven't seen, uh, Kent, do you have the IMDb synopsis for cats? I do. A tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the what heavy the side heck? layer and come back to a new Jellicle life. Can, can I tell you a, a, the magic of screenwriting? <laughs> Go ahead. When you drop an audience into an unfamiliar land with mm-hmm. unfamiliar customs and unfamiliar characters, you need an everyman to come in and be the represent the audience and be like, but I, they do, and be like, I don't understand this. Please explain it. And so in this movie, they drop off a little white kitty in the middle of all these Jellicle cats. Yeah. 
And they're like, I'm like, oh, okay, she's going to be the everyman. Nope. She starts singing along with all the songs well, and the, dancing along. They basically, and, they're like, welcome, let's be, let's beatbox and dance like cats. And she's like, I will dance too with you and, then it's and be your best friend. It. Wait, we can't get the spoilers. Okay. We can't get the spoilers here. <laughs> Hold on. Can we not spoil cats? <laughs> no, we can't spoil cats. <laughs> so, so we went to cats and, um, uh, let's talk about the experience real quick, or uh, yes. we can get to the end as well. But there were some louder people amongst us. Yes, right behind us. Yeah, and they were, you know, eating snacks pretty loud. There were two boys talking, full voice. How old were they? Uh, 17, 18? Yeah, probably 17. And I spent the whole time going, why are they here? Yeah, like they were dragged to a early free screening and, or something. But by whom? Because I got to the end of the movie. I'll just I'll just give this part away. Yeah. Because during the movie, they were they were acting weird. They were being weird. At the end of the movie, one of them gets up and says, oh, that was awful. I pity anyone who even that, liked that no, movie at all. That voice needs to be more nasally. I hated that. Yeah. It was so awful. I pity anyone who liked that movie. And of course, Joel gets this this little <laughs> grin, this little Cheshire grin, if you will. Because he didn't know I could hear him. Yeah. He was talking to his buddy a little loud. A little loud. And so then when he came by me, I was like, Kent. That was amazing. I loved that music. <laughs> I love the movie so me. much. <laughs> and I, Stop it. The guy, not knowing, I'm not talking to him, so he's just over here. He's quote unquote overhearing me and not knowing I overheard him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, opinions, opinions, opinions. Yeah, and he's all, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, man. And I, Joel is saying he loves the movie. To me, I'm wearing the cat ears at that moment <laughs> in the theater. Yes. Like, I almost told him to shush yeah. during the movie. And I would have done the half turn, but I was wearing the cat ears and <laughs> I was not willing to turn that them off. Weird. I love this movie so much. Yeah. yeah. But Cats, my goodness, when this movie starts, it is bonkers. I was watching. It's insane. Well, actually, we walk in. <laughs> yeah. We, we walk into the theater and we were early. Yeah. But the movie was playing. Yes. So we're like, oh. So it's a little stressful. Lights are off. Yeah, everything. lights are off. We're trying to get to our seat. and. <laughs> Ken, Ken tries to go. They have very uh, effective masking tape. Tape, yes. Uh, holding the rows for the critics. Like they put masking tape to trust there. So it's like, yeah. don't cross the masking tape. So I tape. saw two empty seats. So Ken goes over there and Tony Toscano, a famous local movie reviewer. Yeah, famous. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, we, Kent goes over there to say, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Are yeah. those seats taken? Like the movie's playing. Yeah. And Tony looks up and goes, oh, these are for critics only. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, no. And it, remember, it is dark. It's dark. And I go, Tony, Tony. Yeah. No, those seats. He and goes, then at that moment, I start slapping Kent's thigh because yeah. I'm like, Kent, your phone is ringing. Yeah. Because this loud music is playing on his phone, right? Like he's on a step above me. And I, so I could hear it very well. And the movie's playing. It was so chaotic. It was so chaotic. I, I had to run out because my Spotify turned on for some reason in my pocket. And I ran out. And then we sat on the other side. I'm like, Tony, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anyway, so that was, was an interesting experience going into it. And then, yeah, and then 10 minutes later, the movie actually, it's, they stopped it and then started again. But, but, the, but the everyman concept yes. is that I was completely lost as to what was going on because she just joined in. Well, the story, and I've never, never seen, seen the play, right. is a new cat shows up, apparently, thrown out, new stray, yeah. and they say, hey, we're going to have a competition. You're going to meet the contestants throughout the movie. And that is it. That is the movie spoilers that's no the, the, the plot is pretty thin no the, there is no plot yes it is essentially a series of introductory songs for each cat as they come in yes that's it and i, I kept being like okay they got to speed this up and we got to get this movie going and i'm like and all of a sudden i realized oh this, this is, is the, movie. the movie yeah and we have to talk about design as well like production design is that what you mean yeah well okay the sets they were great could you tell which sets were real and which were not 
I couldn't because sometimes it looked like their feet weren't really on the floor. Right. But I think it's because they were wearing green screen pants. Yes. So they were there, right. but they had to CGI their cat feet I in. imagine everything was green screen except for the tiny circle around their face. Could Truly. Be. Could be. Because anytime they, were do- they would dance a little too fast, it would seem like their face was trying to catch up to the rest of the body. Oh, Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, definitely CG an, was pretty there's uncanny valley going on here where it's like their faces did not look quite right. They looked a little, like a little misshapen. Yeah. And their tails were abnormally freaky as they <laughs> moved around. It was very unsettling. But it... I have to say that when you choreograph a dance, mm-hmm. but then you CGI the body, it's not as impressive because no, the dance not. looks fake. Yes. You're like, oh, they're just using computer graphics to do these crazy dance moves. It's it- like Johnny Depp in Alice in Wonderland when he yeah. does that stupid dance. Yeah. Right. I don't remember the name of it. It's, yeah. Whatever it is. Wibber Wobber or something like yeah. that. But that's the problem is they, they bring in, apparently they brought in, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. They had this two brothers. A choreographer? They know the two brothers who like they called themselves Les Wise or something like that. Okay. Or Les something. I don't know. But they came in and they did this little dance number at the, at the middle of it. And supposedly it was impressive. But I watched it going, it looks like an animated cartoon. Yes. Like there's really nothing here that is impressive. Les Twins. That's what they call them. Okay. Les, Les Twins. Les Incompetents. Les Incompetents. And the cats were wearing clothes, which is fine. So they try to put this in the some real world. Some were wearing clothes. Well, some were wearing little sneakers. And I'm like, how do they get sneakers? Is that a thing? Sneakers their size. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, if you're watching this with any scope of reality, you're doing it wrong. But that's the problem, is that they try to make it like, oh, this is very realistic, very world. This is in the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, some magical thing would happen. And it'd be like, wait, this isn't the real world? Like, how, do, how does this work? You mean like dis- magical disappearing cats? Yeah. Okay. Like it kind of was like, oh, this is a magical world then. But then they keep grounding themselves in reality. I can't imagine watching this on Broadway or any stage. It seems like the most boring play out there. But I think it would play better on the stage than in a movie. Because in a movie, you have the opportunity to be like, oh, here's some other things we're doing. We're at different right. locations. Whereas in the play, it's like, hey, we're stuck on one stage. We know that. We're going to make it as entertaining as possible with dance numbers and tap numbers and all that. And it's actually all happening instead of this whole movie, which doesn't seem like it's any of it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So... And it relies on cameos. You have Jennifer Hudson as the cat who sing, sings memories. Uh, Jane <laughs> Duty, Judy Dench as Deuteronomy or Exodus, whatever her name is. Old <laughs> Deuteronomy. Yeah, there's James Isabella is Jennifer Hudson. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, James Corden. James Corden is uh, Buster for Jones. Uh, Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. Idris Elba is McCavity. <laughs> Ian McKellen is Gus the Theater Cat. And Taylor Swift as Bumba Lurina. Why wouldn't they just change the story at all? Like, make it dynamic. Make something happen in the story. Give them fear. Because McCavity plays the villain in this movie, and he just wants to win a singing competition. Right. It's pretty dumb. Well, hold on. Let's get into the spoiler full version first. Oh, my goodness. Give your goodness. rating first. Uh, wait, wait, look, wait, wait, wait. I want your rating to be better or worse than uh, Rise of Skywalker. Better than Last Jedi? No, Rise of Skywalker. It's worse. worse, but I smiled way more <laughs> I did in too. this movie. I like the first 20 minutes. I couldn't believe I was actually watching this movie, which somebody made. And it's directed by Tom Hooper, who, who did King's Speech Lame and Les Mis. Rob. Yeah. Not Les Mis. The, yeah, the, the crappy 2012 version. <laughs> it's not totally crappy, but it's just not the best. I like that one. It's with, not with Liam super Neeson? great. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. You're thinking, okay, the musical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hugh yeah, Jackman yeah. and Russell Crowe. 
And I'm so glad this movie was made and I feel like it needs to be seen in the theater because at the very beginning and then it's boring, but the very end you're going, I am so perplexed. Like, thank you for bringing this to me. It's a straight D, but it's delightful. D for delightful. Yes. That's how you should spin it. Totally. D for delightful. Yes. I was worried, Kent, because the beginning of this movie, I was like, this may be better than Rise of Skywalker. And then it got really bad. But then I emotionally connected to a part in this movie more than I did in anything in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. But it's still worse than Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Just barely? This is two stars. Just barely? Just barely (laughs) worse. This is just barely for you, too. It's true. It's true. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, this is uh, this is not good. By the way, at the beginning of this movie, the Universal logo pops up and it goes, and then Joel decided... That every noise in the opening credits would be meowed. And so, so I went, I so I went, meow, 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 meow. And I'm like, stop, we're getting kicked out. Well, I, we did during the loud parts. We were, we were good for most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I only made a couple meows. But this noises. one, like Rise of Skywalker, we were trying to be so quiet, so respectful to each other's viewing experience. This one, we were just laughing in hands and faces. I, well, and people were too. It wasn't just us. It was like yeah. people around us were laughing too at like, what is happening? So good. Let's get into the spoilers. Okay, now. spoilers. So we're about to get into the spoilers. So we are going to spoil both Cats and then Rise of Skywalker after this point. Are you ready, Kent? I'm ready. Spoilers all alone with the spoilers. There you go. <laughs> all right. It is time to spoil Cats. Spoil we will Cats. Be spoiling Rise of Skywalker after this. What the crap happened? <laughs> drugs. No, literally Straight at one drugs. point. So the the whole point is that they're going to see these different types of cats, yeah. But they all have these weird names like Gumby Cat and hold on, I'm looking through the, the list right now. The old Gumby Cat, Rum Tum Tugger, the Glamour Cat. But people who are familiar with the play, like they're used to this. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, <laughs> like Growl Tiger. Oh, oh man! I just watched this and I was like, what is going on? Rebel Wilson was appalling. Like just her just attempt, in, just any time or comic what? relief. I was like, I'm not on board any of this humor. So she scats during the movie. Yes. And then she starts singing with a group of mice. Yes. Which, which are, are children. children. They put children's faces on people in mouse costumes, and then, which is disturbing. They try to do a be our guest sort of scene with cockroaches, but it's women in cockroach costumes. And then they start eating the cockroaches. Yeah. What 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 is happening? I don't. Is this supposed to be funny? And would people laugh at this who are not under the influence? Because I don't think so. I don't even think people who like cats would be into this. Like this movie has made me a dog fan, actually. <laughs> oh, yes, it did somehow. something good. That there's, was okay. There's a scene at the end where Dame Judy Dench. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. She goes meta, and she starts talking to the audience or singing to the audience, which I presume happens in the play. And it was about how to treat a cat. And I was like, this is going to be Jerry Springer's final thought. This is where we bring it all together. Right. And then she just tells you that cats are not dogs. And then and everyone, everyone repeats, cats are not dogs. Yeah. And then you should feed them good her, food. Uh, feed them good food. And then uh, bow to a cat. Bow to a cat. Like it was, it yeah. was really weird. I felt like, Kent, they were speaking a different language. The whole time they were singing, like, I'm trying to follow the lyrics, and I'm like, they're speaking gibberish. Well, the lyrics were just simple beyond belief, right? It was just about Andrew Lloyd Webber, who wrote the lyrics, 
probably honestly was on a lot of drugs. Probably. And was laying there and cats were licking his hands and he <laughs> fell. It was like it was like Batman Returns, right? Uh, he fell out shaking, his window. I start twitching. He fell out his window and cats licked him back to life. And he had this fever dream where he just wrote about things in the household. And that's what cats became. Small things that you can rhyme. I, I really wish, by the way, Kent, that the, the listener who's going to listen to this bacon bit could read the Wikipedia plot synopsis because I'm presuming it's going to be edited by the time this bacon bit airs. Can you read it right now? Because all it is, it starts out this. this OK, so Kent, you were there at the beginning of the movie. OK, yeah. what, what is your initial like what happened at the beginning of the movie? Just right at the start when the movie starts, what happens? So clouds come down, you see a cat. In the moon. It winks at you. Yeah, it winks, I guess. And then you see cats walking through the street, and then a woman drives up and throws a bag into the street in the middle of a herd of cats. Okay, this is how the Wikipedia plot synopsis starts. Okay. After losing her father from an overwhelming... <laughs> si- hold on, hold on, hold on. After losing her father from an overwhelming Siamese attack and her mother from a passing truck in the middle of a crosswalk, a white kitten named Victoria soon mourns her situation when she stumbles into a criminal hideout in the sewers of London where she discovers and rescues a golden feline named Demeter and brought, ho- and brought her home to a junkyard in Victoria Grove. But a swarm of rats who are giving chase because of her intrusion capture her, are brought before her, their crime lord, McCavity, who plans to use the, this white kitten as leverage to get his prisoner back, but not before revealing his plan to make Demeter not his slave, but his wife first. What? I think that's a better plot than this movie and Rise of Skywalker I put on, together. Is that like the is that the plot of the play? No, the play was basically the voice where Dame Judi Dench was the uh, judge on the show. But that's that's what I mean. Is like so I'm sitting here reading this. I'm like, where did they get this plot synopsis from? Is that from a book? I don't. Well, apparently this whole thing, all of cats, is from a T.S. Eliot book uh, called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Which leads me to that's the fact that it's T.S. Eliot. Yeah, kind of explains why I had no idea what was going on. Even though and it would I take was too much time to give you context for anything, what the jellicles are, what this no. competition is. If they go to freaking heaven, okay, yes, <laughs> let's get to that across the sea. Because they're sitting there like deciding to I thought it, the horizon. I thought it was going to be who gets to be the cool cat for the year, you know? Yeah. And they get like a makeover or something like that. Yeah, but it gets to the end, and the old Grizabella gets, for some reason, because of her beautiful song, gets put no, in a singing competition. And she gets put she's, in the chandelier. She's homeless, and everyone hates her. For some she reason. She wins, and she dies. They, they, no, so hot air, like, she takes a hot air balloon into this, this guy. This felt like some post-apocalyptic thing where it's like, oh, you win. We're going to kill you now. Congratulations. It's like the lottery. Remember that old short yeah. story, the lottery? Yes. So it's like, oh, congratulations, Jennifer Hudson. You win. And they put her in this chandelier, which has a balloon attached to it. And they send her off into heaven. And that's like, meanwhile, the villain who everyone hates and is scared of wants to go to heaven. And they're like, no, you can't go. You lose again. You say heaven, but they're actually going. What was it called? Oh, cats don't go to heaven. Is no, that what we're saying? Heavy, heavy side layer. Yes. What the heck? There's no context. It doesn't matter. The whole thing was it doesn't matter. <laughs> this whole movie was it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's a lot of affection. There's a lot of face rubbing. What scene made you emotional? It was Jennifer Hudson's memory. Okay. The, the, at, the, at the end in the theater, uh, when the woman behind you was passing gas. Uh, <laughs> Loud fart. Like, I'm sorry to say this it's on the, the show. the most emotional part of the movie. She, I, either she rubbed against her chair the wrong way or just let it off. And I started, started shaking laughing. during memory. And it's not because I was crying because I was like, don't laugh, don't and laugh. And I, I didn't laugh. notice until after you told me after, but I was literally watching that part and sh- Jennifer Hudson did a fantastic job. And I will say. You mean singing the same th- song three times? Yeah, yeah, but that last time when she did the power, it's very powerful. Boom, yes. I was like, "That's the thing." If you I was close your for. eyes, it would be a good song. 
Yeah, because in context, like I thought when I heard the song Memory, I thought when I see the play, this will make sense. No. No. She's like, uh, when she says, uh, if you touch me, you'll know what happiness was. And I thought she was talking to a lover. Yes. No. And there's no happiness within She's her. not touching anybody. Right. She's standing there in the middle of those people who hate her, basically saying, uh, I remember when I was pretty. This, Yeah. The song feels like it was written for something else. And then pl- and everyone's like, that's a really good song. Put it in Cats where the music is terrible. Yes. And that will be the, the showstopper. Yeah. And the Mr. Mistopheles number, I thought was going to be so much more fun. But then they kept pausing it. Right. Every so often. And I was like, I'm not getting the buildup here. And it didn't quite work for it me. It didn't work at all. And it didn't make any sense how like he had magic, but he didn't have magic. And the other guy could make the other guy could literally make cats disappear at any time. In pixie dust and or catnip, whatever yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. So Taylor Swift, we should talk about her, too. Yeah, she's a pretty hot cat. She, <laughs> but she, she, she was like trying to be British. That yeah. made me laugh because yes. she can't pull off a British accent. Nope. But then she was there and then she wasn't like she had one number and then she was gone. But it wasn't even her number either. No, she could have won the competition and gone straight to heaven or heavy side layer. But for some reason, she, she was helping out McCavity, Idris Elba, Mr. McCavity, who was too sleek for his own good. When he finally... When he revealed, disrobes. Yeah, when he disrobes as a full cat. You're just, everyone, I think everyone in the audience was like, I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was weird. It was so bad. All right. We've talked oh, about man. cats. Oh, man. Have we? Yes, yeah. we have. Now we're going to spoiler. Spoilers. Rides of Skywalker. More spoilers about Rides of Skywalker. Ears Ken, come off. And it's taken off his ears. And it's time to take off the gloves. Oh, okay. Pretty dumb, right? <laughs> So what did you know already? What did you know when well, going into this movie? What did you already know? Everything. So I knew the emperor was back okay. and he was barely alive and he was going to suck the life out of uh, Kylo Ren and Ray and that Ray was his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there would be this, which is that's kind of gross to think of Palpatine having a daughter and then a granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of it's weird. And I knew that I knew that Kylo would die in the end and that would be a trade off of this new force power where you could heal people and death doesn't matter unless it does. I hated that. Well, sure. I hated that. Yeah. I hated how all of a sudden they're making up. By the way, it doesn't matter when someone gets injured anymore because you can um, heal them, Jedi. <clears throat> Dear Twitter Joel, <laughs> every director has created their new force powers. It's up to them to decide. It just feels like in the original Star Wars, the force was a guiding principle that would help you be better at lightsabers right. and kind of just be in touch with everything. Basically, you were connected to the air, which connected to everything else. So you could feel movement before it came to you. You could feel other people out yes. there. And then as they progressed, even in the prequels, all of a sudden they're like jumping 40 feet in the air. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And then it got even worse and worse and worse as it's gone along. So much that there's really nothing they can't do unless someone decides to disappear. That's what it feels like. Yes. So when Ray decides, hey, there's a huge monster about to eat my friends. I bet it's just misunderstood. <laughs> and she goes up and heals it. Yeah. But she's fine. She doesn't really hurt her after. It doesn't take any of it her take, life. It takes a little bit out. Yeah. That's what she says. She's like, I felt a little a tingle, a little force come out of me. Right. But then I thought to myself... Why did she do that? There was no reason for them to heal this creature and help it, except for the fact they're showing she can do that because they're going to use it later. Totally. Uh, what else did you know? I knew uh, that Rose Tico was not going to be in it very much. Thank goodness. Which was okay. Uh, I knew, uh, oh, the whole the whole Wayfinder mission, uh-huh. which seems so pointless, by the way. The Wayfinder mission is exactly the same as The Force Awakens. Yes. We're looking for a piece of the map. That will lead us to where we need to go. I feel like the term MacGuffin will now be replaced by Wayfinder. Because <laughs> if you notice, the whole time they're looking for the Wayfinder and Kylo Ren is trying to get Rey to join him. And if she had joined him, 
they would have gone to the emperor immediately. And that's where she was trying to go. And remember, the emperor's motives were like, kill her, kill me, stay alive. Kill somebody. Kill me. Will someone murder somebody (laughs) for crying out loud? And what are the rules that if you kill me with your lightsaber, I become you? And then it's like, but don't use lightning against me. I'll die, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. Wait, Kent, why is the emperor still alive? Uh, the Jellicles are never Jellicle, quite explained. Jellic- no, okay. The the theme of this movie to me yeah. is doesn't matter. Why yes. is the Emperor alive? It doesn't matter. Why should we attack that ship? Doesn't matter. I have a feeling. Oh, God. Did Finn you, literally you, says, because he goes, oh, no, they turned off this satellite, which the audience doesn't know or care about. Where is this new satellite? I think it's on that ship. Why? Finn actually says, I have a feeling. Yeah. Is he force sensitive? It. Apparently, well, he did was able to wield a lightsaber for a little bit. Yeah, but that's never but we don't quite know. been explained. And then, like, they're yeah, like, the Emperor is it's never quite. Oh, so actually, the plot leak said that the Emperor used a clone in Return of the Jedi. So that Emperor mm. died. And they do infer that clones are being used because he cloned Snoke. Uh, you saw you see the Snokes in the test tubes. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming so, the the audience in the Grand Cathedral. All Snokes. All Snokes. Because they didn't really show any of them up close, which I was like, did you run out of budget, fellas? They did. And I'm assuming all Snokes were driving those destroyers, the Star Destroyers, because who's driving those things? Because the First Order didn't even know about them. Uh-uh. What's well, going on here? I have no idea. A bunch of Snokes are driving them. <laughs> but then, a bunch of Snokes. So here's the thing, though, is, Kent, I, I want to point out a plot hole, if I may. One? One for now. Okay. Is this going to be a D plus by the end of this? I don't know. Uh, one, one plot hole that I just kind of went, wait a minute, was because... Uh, what's his bucket? Palpatine. Yes. Said, I made Snoke. I controlled Snoke. In The Last Jedi, yeah. Snoke said, I'm the one who connected you two and allowed you to see each other. And then, so then they're sitting there plotting and scheming is, I'm going to kill the Emperor as they're connecting. And I'm like, if Palpatine set that up, he knows what's going on. He's sitting there in his metal chair and he's going, mm, this is fine. They'll come and maybe they should all tell her to kill me. We'll see. Mm, I don't know. That'll be fun. <laughs> But the, the, look, the biggest disappointment about this movie is that it copies Return of the Jedi note for note. In Especially, fact, yes, at the end. Ruins Return of the Jedi in many ways, unless you don't count this movie. I don't. Because when they have the celebration, when everything goes well and they have the second celebration, honestly, seeing planets with destroyed de- uh, Death Stars, or de- sorry, Star Destroyers, and a second one falling from the sky like it's Independence Day all of a sudden, Yeah, I went, but one already fell. Like... Everything fell. Yeah. Give us something freaking new. Well, here's the other thing. I'm pretty sure the Death Star blew up. I don't think... 100%. 100% demolished. But glass exists, and so do helmets and everything like that. that And if it tried, if it tried to enter the atmosphere of a planet, it would probably burn up as well. And yet it's sitting there on the interstellar water planet in half moon shape. That's very nitpicky, but I totally agree. I was bugged about all the all the debris. I thought you were going to say the debris falling on all the planets kind of was a bummer. And I'm like, yeah, it would be. Yeah. But I mean, it should be destroyed, but they still needed it because the visuals were very cool. It was cool seeing it on, the, on um, the, that planet. And then she pulls out the national treasure tool and is like, Bleep! oh, that's where it is. And also they have a droid that's a wayfinder. They have two wayfinders that Kylo Ren finds at the beginning of the movie. This is the way the story is told. It's like, we're telling the story so fast so you do not find the plot hole. Oh, seriously. Here's it. It's like, okay, okay. What we got to do is we got to get here. Okay, we're here. Oh, look, Chewie's dead. No, he's not. Now he's here. Oh, we got to get to this uh, Death Star. It's going to be really hard in the water. Okay, we're here now. Now we're going to get here and we got to go over here. Oh, we're here. Oh, no, C-3PO's dead. No, No, he's he's not. not. Yeah, it's like they kept jumping to like, they didn't let us marinate in any sort of 
sort of stress right. or any sort of like stakes, there was no stakes. Right. I also have a question for you, Ken. Okay, go ahead. What is the difference between a corporeal being and a force projection? One is... Um, They're exactly the same. One can hold a lightsaber. No, but they both can. They both can. One can control lightning. They both can. Okay. Um. <laughs> Literally, like, before it was like, okay, the force ghost is there. Like, when Luke is fighting Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi, yeah. and he no tries touching. to fight him, no then touching. it goes right through him. Yes. In this one, Rey and Kylo Ren are literally fighting each other. In dream state. In different dimensions. Yes. It didn't make sense. And then he, like, steals the lightsaber from her in another dimension. And I'm like, you, you can take things? Like, there's no rules here. How did you feel about Han Solo being the one to change Ben? It was very, it was a, it was appropriate, but ineffective and un, unearned. I wish it were Anakin Skywalker. Oh, that would have been good. Because I know the father and the son kind of have to be like, son, you've always, you've always if been Hayden good inside. But if it was Hayden Christensen saying, you've, re- you've revered me your entire dark life. This is not what I want for you. Exactly. That I turned to. good. Why wouldn't they? Because they wanted to get Harrison Ford cameo one more time. I guess, but Hayden Christensen, the fans would have freaked out. Yeah. It would, it would have been a good connection. Yeah. That would have been a good connection. Uh, also, also, I knew in the uh, spoilers, so when, when Rey becomes every Jedi, I guess, when they're all oh speaking gosh. to her when she's on the ground. Screenwriting 101. You hear every uh, voice actor, basically. You'll, you'll hear characters from Rebels, uh, Clone Wars. Is like that you who hear that Ahsoka, was? There's a lot of them. Rebels. Uh, you, you hear Mace Windu as well. Yoda, of course. Um, Alt Guinness. You hear a bunch of people that I can't even... Probably a bunch of Easter eggs, honestly. Yeah. That someone is going to make, yes, and high-fiving each other, which is cool. If that's fan service and you eat it up, that's fantastic. I tell you, though, But Ken, for the general viewer, they're like, a lot of voices. So, he, yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, there's Yoda. I picked out Yoda. Yeah, I think Thanos was in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. speaking of Thanos. So they have that part. <laughs> oh, is there a thing? Okay. S- speaking of that, that, that part when uh, Emperor Palpatine is shooting his lightning into her lightsaber for a half hour. <laughs> And then she's sitting there and then he's like, I am all the Sith. And she goes and I, and I went, oh my gosh, if she says, I am Iron Man and snaps her fingers, I am totally in. Yeah, you would have been too. And then she goes, am all the Jedi. And I went, that's exactly what he said. Like that's, yeah. that's not even a clever comeback. There's no emotion there. Why is this called Rise of Skywalker? Because at the end she changes her name to Skywalker, Kent. <laughs> but the only Skywalker dies. That's but it. she's Skywalker now because she chooses to be. Here, Kent, we're all Skywalkers. Remember those kids on the casino planet who are still in prison because Rose and, and uh, Finn didn't help them I'm at gonna all? I'm going to freak out, Joel. I'm going to freak out right They're now. They're all Skywalkers. People would have loved to see Han and Leia's twins. They would have loved to see Luke's kid and Mara Jade. Why did we need the mystery of who Ray's grandparent is? Why is that the crux? <laughs> I like that her parents are like, doesn't matter who her parents are. But her grandpa. But her grandpa. You thought he was dead. He's not. Mm-mm. Machine keeps him alive. I still didn't get how he's alive. I still <laughs> also, didn't understand that. Spoiler alert for we this said- entire thing. There is actually in the leaks, that is Lando's daughter. The girl that Finn meets. The one he was hitting on? Yes. It's Lando's <laughs> daughter. In fact, he has a, a deleted scene most likely where he says, my daughter was taken from me by the Empire and that's why I fought with Luke. That is why I'm trying to help you guys and be good. Well, and so you find her and in the movie, she all her only character is, we are taking his children. I don't know where I'm from. And okay. then, then, then Lando turns to a very creepily and says, At the very end. well, let's find out. <laughs> That's your daughter, Lando. No, Lando, no. That was one time where Joel and I broke, you know, character. Yeah. We're like, okay, that's ridiculous. That was crazy. That was well, even, even when Lando shows up, because there's, they go to this planet of dancey creatures with colorful lights. Right. And uh, a colorful clothing. 
And then this guy comes, well, this this character it's comes with a helmet basically. on. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be Lando. Like, yeah. there was no surprise. And this they also movie, filmed there was no him. Surprise. They filmed him like any uh, sitcom actress who's pregnant. Who yeah. From, like, he couldn't the move. neck up. <laughs> it's so they get him sad. sitting down or standing. How did you feel silly. about the Leia CG? I mean, she was in it so that looks rarely. Good. That looks good. There was actually I was I a was, lot of scenes were recreations, and yeah. you could tell when when mouths move in Uncanny Valley. You can tell, yeah. like in the flashback, you can totally tell. Luke looks great in the flashback. Oh yeah, no, in the flashback, and then Leia looks young like a straight up video game. Yeah, which so, is fine. Like the audience understands, and so it's okay that you understand this character needs to push this forward. And when she was a Force ghost, it was a little. Uh, why hire Carrie Russell in this movie at all? Oh my gosh! So yeah, Carrie Russell plays a character. Oh, what is she called? Kashyyyk. I know it's not because no. I'm sorry, Star Wars fans. It, does, it doesn't even matter, honestly. Uh, because Poe Dameron's Lost Love. Oh, Zori Bliss. Yes. And Zori Bliss. That is my favorite Ben and Jerry ice cream, by the way. It's so good. Yeah. But uh, it's like she keeps her helmet on almost the entire time. And there's one scene where she lifts up so you can see her eyes. But otherwise, it's just her voice. Right, she has stunning eyes. She has. She actually has very pretty eyes. Yeah. But the whole thing. And then J.J. Abrams can't help himself. They use a Star Destroyer at one point randomly to destroy another planet. Yes, another planet. And it goes away, and we don't see who was on the planet. We wonder if some people were... Yeah, Kajimi. Kathy Kajimi. Yeah, Kathy that, Kajimi. destroyed that, that, that planet. Of, that was the name of that planet. <laughs> uh, Domino Gleason, uh, once again, spoiler alert, well, General Hux as the spy Yes, was like, oh, he's a spy. It doesn't matter, though, because he's dead now. That well, was a middle finger to uh, Ryan Johnson for you what think I so? thought. Yeah. They're like, hey, everything you did with the character in the last one was so terrible. We're just going to blow this guy away. Well, but then even his motivation, he's like, I don't care if you win. Oh, I just want Kylo when Ren he, to lose. When he said, I'm the spy. It's like, yeah, we got that. Oh, my gosh. When he said, I'm the spy. It was like, it was honestly like one of those whodunits where they pull off yeah. the mustache and, and fake glasses. And they're like, ha ha. And they got Richard Grant is, you know, this new general. As, uh, as General Pride. Pride. Literally. That is so on the nose. Think about it. What if they use Captain Phasma better and she rose the ranks to be above Hux? He would, that would drive him nuts. It would drive him nuts. And like she would actually be a worthwhile Get character more motivation. instead of losing in both movies and then not even appearing here. Wow, this is so haphazard. And Ken, I'm just glad that they brought Maz Katana back <laughs> to explain how on earth she got the severed <laughs> oh. hand and lightsaber and from the, Cloud City. And the metal. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's this whole movie. Doesn't matter. Wave your hand. Doesn't matter. She was basically talking to the audience like, hey, fanboys, we know you're mad that Chewie never got the medal. Oh, I'm, my gosh. I'm yes. going to give it to him now. So it's like, that's the problem. Is, and I think I said this about Last Jedi. I'm it's like, the longest picking bit we've ever so done. Long. But it's like they kept trying to right the wrongs yeah. from the earlier ones, and right. they didn't need to. This They felt the same where it's like, oh, here, here's the medal you didn't get. And I'm like, I don't, he doesn't care. Like, in fact, that's canon that Chewie didn't care to get the medal, so he said, no, thank you. Would you have got more emotional if instead of a slightly foggy Luke and Leia at the very <laughs> end, when Ray says, I'm a Skywalker, looks into the two sons, would you have rather had... And Leia's great, right? Like because What if that old woman was you, some sort of cameo that we didn't know? The old woman? The oh, end. yeah. She must have been. What's your last name? <laughs> yes, because that's how normal people talk. <laughs> people... That happens twice in the movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Give me your last name. Who are you, Ray? But tell me. What's your last name? What's your surname? My surname? I don't have one. Oh, we'll call you Solo. <laughs> no. So oh, terrible. no. But I wonder if if you saw everyone in the Skywalker clan to truly end the Skywalker saga, if you saw Anakin, so if you saw Hayden Christensen, long hair, you see him next to Luke, you see Leia, you see Obi-Wan even, just these characters that matter. Maybe even... 
Amidala. It would right? have felt a little forced. Like I would have been like, oh, they're really trying. No, that here. that would be the money shot. That would be. Oh, it would be the money shot. Like a war of lightsabers, like right connecting there, them all in together. Terms of fan moments. It just bugs me that it, it bugs me, Kent, that they tried to treat this as the end of the franchise. When I'm like, no, the end of the franchise was Return of the Jedi. Yes, everything beyond that, even the prequels, mostly unnecessary. Yeah, but the prequels set it up in a good way. The, okay, it's a story we didn't need to be that didn't need to be told because we know Darth Vader was good and right. bad. But that's the thing. Okay, so the prequels, the value they have is they still had. It's a kind full of, show, by the way. This, this is, is yeah. this. Is, yeah, sorry, it's two movies. Yeah, uh, but the prequels had the advantage of being like, okay, we're going to tell the story of how Darth Vader came to be Darth Vader because the whole thing was Anakin's story. Yes. Once they strayed from that, it just went downhill. Yeah. So yeah, mercy. I'm glad it's over. Me too. I really hope that they just kind of don't make another one, to be honest. Will general audiences love this? Uh, I I feel like it's so frantic, like most blockbusters are, that audiences will say, yes, I had a good time, and man, those Easter eggs made me cry. I truly think people will feel that way. I know what I wanted to. I wanted to feel something, Kent. I I really did, and I didn't. You feel things. I do all the time. Yeah. But this was just kind of bugging me the whole time, how it's like, Hey, wh- why do they need to ride horses on top of the Star Destroyer? How do they breathe? What's going on? Doesn't matter. Looks cool. Yeah, the atmosphere. It's fine. It, they it even takes tried, like an hour to drop out of the sky. They even tried to be like, track them on the speeders. They're not on speeders. So they, come <laughs> up on, they come up on horses and I'm like, so shoot the horses. But did you kind of love that Rose Tico only had about 37 seconds of screen time? I feel like Rose Tico would have been gone completely had it not been for the backlash. It's from, true. From yeah. the, people, and people were trolling her, Kelly Millie Tram, which they, was not acceptable. It seems like they left a plot open because there was some valid chemistry between Finn and Ray for a second and then he was also going to say something to her as he was going to die. There's right. something I want to tell you and then it's brought up one more time and then never discussed again. Yeah, they never did do that. They never did tell and that. And then at the they? end they just do head nods to each other. Hey, hey, hey. But wait. Yeah, they never did. Never did. But was that supposed to be something? Probably just accidentally cut out. Do you think it was, do you think it was they loved her I, or do you think he knew about her being Palpatine's granddaughter? I think granddaughter? There is, this was meant to be a love triangle because Foe and, uh, and Pin, <laughs> Poe and Finn, that's now their relationship name. They were meant to be so close that everyone was shipping them and then Ray and Finn, everyone was shipping them and then Ray and Poe, like it was this whole weird camaraderie thing there that was. all of them kind of went separate paths. But then Kylo and Ray kissed, which was completely weird. Yeah. I didn't like that It was at true all. love's kiss, but he died. He did. And then he didn't come back as a force ghost. He just went bye bye. It's like he got his redemption, which the movies needed to do. And mm-hmm. that's what's sad about this movie. Sometimes I'd be like, I wish that character didn't die. But because he died, I would have felt fine either way. I'd been like, oh, he's still living or oh, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. That's it. It was weird. Or if, if you saw this villain who was actually a great villain have redemption in the end, you should go, yes, thank you. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that at he all. He never went full bad. He never went full good. Right. Yeah. He just creeped on people's dreams and grabbed necklaces from them forcefully. <laughs> Which they could then trace to the colorful planet. And he was always there. He we always showed up. It. Yeah, how did he do that? Yeah, uh, who knows? Like, he, he, Okay, so honestly, Ken, at the end when he was, not the end, but at the part when they were fighting on the water planet, on interstellar water yeah. planet, I was like, <laughs> are, was. is he really there? Or is he a, or is he projecting himself? Because right. we don't know. They set it up so that there's no difference between when they're actually there and when they're a force, go, or force projection. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, there's no stakes because I don't even know if it's real or not. Right. Anyway, I like how Leia. I mean, they had to do this because of uh, Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. But Leia's like, I'm going to go talk to my son. And the only way that will reach out to him, dead. Yeah. I'll die. And then everyone will know. Everyone but there's so it. many things. If you can feel things in the universe, Luke should have always, Leia should have always known where Luke was. They should have always known the Emperor is still alive. There's so many things 
that should have happened with and, yeah. the incredible force powers that everyone apparently has. Because if they're all that incredible, then they should have done a lot more with them. That's the yeah. problem. With, that's a problem with uh, making someone overpowered is that people start questioning, well, then why don't they just do this all the time? I, I feel like we've complained a little too much on this, but I, we, <sighs> we should we talk about the good. Out. Is yeah, there any good? The money is on the screen. This is uh, not as pretty as The Last Jedi. Truthfully, I think The Last Jedi is a very pretty movie. There wasn't really any this cool. This one is quite muted, yeah. but it, the, the effects look really cool. There's some you know, interesting CG as far as faces go. They do show Ray training, thank goodness. Yeah, they do. In fact, they answer... Well, they show her lifting rocks. They answer a lot of my issues. Obviously, it's very forced. I keep saying that. <laughs> but making her Palpatine's granddaughter, clearly she's going to have some anger issues, which this movie, they finally show that with the blowing up the ship, right? Using the yeah. lightning. And they, they say why she doesn't maybe need a lot of training, that she's kind of a Mary Sue. And she's not good at mental force energy, but physical, she's a little bit better at. Okay. And so I feel like they answered that, but it's still real sloppy. And I feel like this last movie was J.J. Abrams saying, quick, we need someone. Snoke is dead. Snoke was our grand. He was the big daddy. He was Plagueis. Yeah. Mm, Emperor. Yeah. yeah, let's go with Emperor and then make this all tied together somehow. And that's the thing is, I feel like we've been complaining the whole time. But like I said, this isn't as bad as The Last Jedi. I'm not no, angry no, no, at this movie. No. It was kind of just like, eh. It's just really flawed. and yeah. Flat. I'd say flat. Flat. And unemotionless. Yeah. Not emotional. Yeah. Sorry, so, everybody. We're really good. sorry. Yeah, we, we know people aren't going to like this review. And you may like the movie, and that's fine. You can like the movie, but just I'm sticking with the original trilogy. That's yeah. mine. I think we all should. Okay. Yeah. And maybe the prequels. Maybe. I'm going to rewatch the prequels probably now. I probably should too. And there's, I mean, still, we know what's going to happen, but still, still, maybe with a new eye of, Hey, at least they tell a story here. <laughs> at least. The, yeah. At least they're storytelling. Sorry. We're doubling down. We love you all. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Jake, we love you wherever you are. We're on break.
hated that. So awful. I pity anyone who liked that movie. Kill her. Kill me. Stay alive. Kill somebody. Kill me. Will someone murder somebody <laughs> for crying out loud?